Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. It is Jack Daniels, people. No, no, no. It's not any Jack Daniels. It's not a basic Jack Daniels. This is the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Barrel Proof Select Tennessee Whiskey. And why is it Tennessee Whiskey? We'll get to that in a second. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. This Fingers Malloy, now I'm not a guy who is into the big proof stuff. When I drink bourbon, I want to sip, I want to enjoy, I want to see what kind of flavors it's working with, how it kind of expands out on the palate, and how it works as I'm going through the drink. This is 130.6 proof. 130.6, a temperature that would kill you, is this proof (laughs) right here. The mash bills, 80% corn, 12% rye, and 8% barley. This has got to be one of the darkest in terms of color. That deep amber, almost, almost into a full-on brown. It is a, it, it's, it's, it's red brown, is the best way to describe that color right there. I haven't even taken it on the nose fingers. Are you, what's the matter? Red brown was my uh, first football coach's name. Oh, is that right? Yes, true. I thought that was your band in college. <laughs> Used to play the local Benihana all the time. That's true. Now I want to tell the story here because the story is kind of fascinating regarding why it's not a bourbon even though it's a bourbon but the biggest misconception is somehow if you're drinking jack daniels you're not doing it right not true not true and not true yes jack daniels was the drink of my father who is indeed 82 anytime there is a bottle of jack daniels in my father's liquor cabinet which is basically just like a shelf in the kitchen now no one's ever opened it (laughs) the layer of dust is is it's exponentially growing but the idea of having it there just makes them happy. Let's start with the nose on this thing, fingers. You, you ready? Are you are you ready to do? Okay, so I'm getting a right little here? sugar cookie. Are you? I'm getting power. Lots of power. No, I think sugar cookie is a nice way to do it. This is unbelievably sweet. It's almost got a banana going. Right there. It is. It is sweet. But what it is not is... I'm, I'm trying to coat it on the glass and see what happens. It, do, it does drip a little, but it's not as syrupy as I've seen other things. That, that old Forester we had last right. week, that it left the coating on the glass. That You're not seeing that with this. And I could have left the old Forester. This was the 1910 we did last week. I could have left that in the glass. You can get that, by the way, at Eat, Drink, Smoke. You get, uh, get the podcast at Apple Podcasts. But it is it is this wonderfully sweet uh, bit of banana going on uh, there. The alcohol is real, though. You smell it. It's 130.6 proof. You will. We do it neat. And then we move it to a cube. So you ready? This is the first time I'm having it. I think this is the first time I'm having it. I don't think I've had this one before. I've done the rye. I don't think I've done the, the Tennessee whiskey oh, before. I've, I've done the, the oh, single have you? barrel before. Yes. Okay. You you ready? Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I'm ready. Let uh, let us go. Let us begin. He takes the sip. Just fingers Malloy, right here. He's doing the uh, the Kentucky chew, as they call it, moving it around uh, the palate. Now, there's a theory that you got to take a sip, let it do what it does to you. And then take another sip to really get the flavor. Where, where are you, fingers? Okay, Malloy? first of all, before you take a sip. Do I have to gargle? No, not that. But there have been times when you've accidentally inhaled as you've taken a sip. I know, true. Make, do Don't. not do that with this. <laughs> all right, I'm doing it. Here it is. Here we go. Oh, to, to, to your health. Here we go. Oh, that's hot. Oh, the tip of the tongue, the side of the tongue. A touch to the back of the throat, you feel the burn. Um, not not at the bottom of the throat. I don't feel anything yet on the chest. My tongue is stung, man. My tongue is burning. 
It's actually, oh my God, it's actually, it's not bad. It's just burning. This is wonderful. Oh my goodness gracious. I love this stuff. Um, this, is, this is much sweeter than you would think 130.6 would bring you. It's sweet caramel. It's, it, it's chocolate. I think the guys at BreakingBourbon.com did a really good review of this as, as well. But that sugar cookie you're talking about, like that almost like banana maple candy thing, mm-hmm. that's, that's real. That's probably. I'm going to do a second sip because you got to give, give the palate a chance to kind of adjust. Hold on. Mm. Oh, that is nice. That is absolutely nice. It is, for 130, not overpowering. Oh, I just felt it in the mid-chest. Wait, I might rethink <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> Whoo. Oh. Oh, 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 God. I think I took too big of a sip. Oh, see, there you oh, go. I am such a lightweight. That is unbelievably good. Unbelievably good. Now, the question is, at an MSRP of 65 bucks, is it in your liquor cabinet? Yeah. Give me a second. Give me a second. I'll get to that. But before we get to it, why is this not a bourbon? Because it fits, right? A bourbon has to be 51% corn. It has to be done in a first-use American charred oak Barrel. It can only be diluted with water. That's it. That's what makes it a bourbon. So by nature, this fits. This absolutely positively does fit. The reason it's not a bourbon is a weird one. The whiskeywash.com. Best explanation I have seen of this. It starts with basically a marketing. They didn't want to be bourbon. Bourbon was Kentucky's <laughs> thing. And they wanted to have something a little bit unique and a little bit different. The other part is when you talk about prohibition, right, in 1933, um, and, and, uh, you know, you you talk about people couldn't drink, Tennessee did not repeal state prohibition laws. They never repealed them. So distilling in and of itself didn't become legal until 37 in Tennessee. So when that happened and this whole thing about, you know, the laws being put back in place, et cetera, they created specific categories in the federal code for what is a bourbon. And if you fit, you had to be called a bourbon. And their argument was, well, that was for people who restarted. We never necessarily stopped. We don't fit into any of those categories. And so they drove up to Louisville, which they didn't drive uh, per se. Uh, and they went to Louisville and they started pouring and saying, see, this is different and that is different. And they convinced these government regulators to say that it has this its own unique thing going on and therefore it is not a bourbon it is a bourbon but it's okay that you don't call it a bourbon and i accept the fact that they don't call it a bourbon but it is a bourbon the thing that they do is something called the lincoln county process and that is according to jack daniels it's a three to five day filtration process the jack trickles through a 10 foot pack of sugar maple charcoal that's how they describe what it is. And maybe for that reason alone, it's not considered a bourbon and it's a Tennessee whiskey. I would argue it's much more to the marketing. Is there anything wrong with drinking it? Oh, hell no. No, absolutely not. Listen, it was the chairman of the board, Frank Sinatra's favorite drink. If was it's it? good, yes. If Jack Daniels is good enough for the chairman of the board, it's good enough for me. Right. Now, you mentioned price point. Right. $65. Is it worth it? I have seen this at $50 a bottle during the holiday season. You know how they always come out with these specialty gift packs where you can get the, the bottle with the and glasses all that. and all that stuff? I bought this at $50 a bottle at a local grocery store here in, uh, in suburban Indianapolis. 
I would buy it at $69 a bottle. I really enjoy this. It, it's, that's definitely a splurge for me. I understand some people would shy away from paying that for a, a Jack Daniels product. Not me. I think it's worth it. Yeah, I, I, I think it might be. Certainly at 50 it is. And certainly as a gift for somebody who actually knows, this is a fine, fine gift. I think sometimes people in bourbon get too cute by half. Oh, it has to have this name. Oh, this is the trendy thing. Good is good. You only know that if you try the things. I, 130 scares me off. 130.6 proof scares me off. This is wonderful and has some good complexity to it. I'm looking forward to seeing where the rest of it goes. More to get to. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Big news, Fingers Malloy. Big news, breaking news. Oh. And it's going to make you cry because I know how much you care about the Green Bay Packers. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. And if you don't know, Fingers is the most giant Detroit Lions fan in history. Show them your tattoo. Have I said that already? Show them your tattoo. My gosh. Hey, how many playoff games have the uh, Detroit Lions won in your lifetime? 1992, Tony, is the last time they won a playoff game, and that's the only playoff win in my entire life. That is absolutely correct. Big news. Aaron Rodgers, Danica Patrick have broken up, and the question is, who's at fault? Well, my first reaction is, what hope is there for the rest of us? That's right. If those two kids couldn't make it work. Those crazy kids. Oh, it's him. It's definitely him. He's the problem. <laughs> See, this is the part I love. Lions fan gets the bag on Packers guy for no other reason than just because. Well, no, it's not just that. He has... If you look over the history of Aaron Rodgers, he has problems. He has troubles with interpersonal relationships. Is that right? Yes. Between coaches and him, between uh, the family and him. Now, Danica. And have you seen some of the modeling photos of Danica Patrick? I'm not blaming her for anything. No? Bless her heart. Okay. God just, love her. Just making sure. She's a very nice looking lady, Tony. Oh, is that right? I, I don't know if you've seen pictures. I, it turns out I have. <laughs> I have. Um, I blame Danica Patrick. Just, oh, just to take oh, aside sexism. John- <laughs> Johnny Walker, mm. the fine Johnny Walker, is now going to be available in paper bottles. Right. Um, so uh, the 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 company, the the big company that owns them, they're going for a line of environmentally friendly packaging uh, next year. Now, I never knew that we didn't consider glass to be environmentally friendly. All right, that might be new uh, to me. It's going to um, come out spring 2021. It's going to be from wood pulp. will be fully recyclable. First question is, how long is this thing going to last? I don't know about you, but a bottle of Johnny, and for the record, for me, there is no red. There is no black. There could be some green or gold that I have chilled. Johnny Blue I would have in my house anytime and twice on Sunday. Um, it's going to last a while. Johnny's going to be there a, a while. It's just not a go-to for me. I really don't have, I don't have a, I, I don't feel about it the way I feel about, let's say, I don't know, you and Aaron Rodgers. Right. But it's, I don't know how long a paper bottle is going to last. I don't know either, but I do know that the, this is the reason why Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick broke up. Oh, is that right? Yeah, the Johnny Walker paper bottles. Uh, uh, but I don't know, Tony. The best know, intentions. <laughs> right. Uh, maybe the glass it has something to do with the, the process of making glasses and environmentally friendly. I, I don't know. But this right here, uh, listen, especially if you are spending what you spend on an expensive bottle of Johnny Walker, I, I would be nervous about putting it in a paper bottle. I, look, we've 
there's been this push, and I know this is entirely different, but there's been this push to move to paper straws uh, versus the plastic straws. Not a big fan of that. Uh, I, I can't say until I see the bottle if I'm going to be a fan of this. I don't, I, it's not even a question of fan. I don't care what it's in. I would only care if it had an effect on the taste. And that's the thing I don't know. The bottle, the, the, the paper bottle, is going to have a food-grade liner in it. Well, it's got to have some kind of lining. Right. Right, to hold it. That's the thing that I'm worried about. And I will admit, I, I wonder if it's generational that people do buy based on the bottle. So, for example, when I drink bourbon, there is no doubt that a good glass makes a difference how it feels how it's weighted how, you know whether it's crystal those kinds of things they put you in a certain mood I, I don't think that's crazy the aesthetic matters greatly i don't know how people are going to feel about uh, johnny out of uh, out of paper well what if you're like i i know certain individuals who like to drink the, their booze right out of the bottle is that right that's what i hear you got so, you know some people so i know a few people uh, I've, I've met them at meetings they're johnny yes <laughs> The paper bottle. You're talking about meetings of friends. We're not. We are not mocking the other one. No, Babel, no, 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 uh, no. Conferences. Uh, but I don't get how this. Uh, you know, going back to an earlier conversation we had um, on a show a couple of weeks ago about bullet bourbon being environmentally conscious, and they were going completely green. Right. They were going to do the whole green distillery. Is that something that we care about? I, I don't want to see companies go out of their way to over pollute. You know, but at, having said that, I don't know if this is something that I care about. But like you said, maybe this is generational. Maybe the young, the kids out there, you know, the kids are over twenty one. Uh, they they care about this. So that I mean, I think that's the argument, right? If it doesn't cost them anything, you know, which is to say, they know they're they're taking a look uh, down the barrel, right? They're taking a look and saying, man, what's the what's the future here of, of spirits? You got a. Uh, an age group that isn't as into it, even though they are willing to try things, they want the story behind it. They're not as into it as, let's say, uh, Gen Xers. Uh, and you got to figure out a way to to make it work for them. So you create stories that go along with it. Maybe that's it. But may, maybe maybe it's a vestige thing, right? It's, there's 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 mystique to it. There's something to that. There's some the shape of a bottle matters greatly. It's like the band on a cigar. It, People who haven't figured that out yet, that that works incredibly, incredibly well in order to get people to buy it. And sometimes simple works and sometimes ornate works, but sometimes you see just no, there's no thought into it. There's no how is this going to grab a person kind of thing, and it's more gimmicky. I don't want gimmicky out of my cigar. Right. I, I, I want I want to feel that my dollar is, is really and truly worth something. Same thing about the bottle. I won't, I won't gravitate to paper. I will shy away from it. But that could very well be generational. Well, it, here's your answer right here. I just got uh, a message from someone at the Fingers Malloy Institute of Institutes. Oh, is that right? Yes. And they told How's that me, going, by the oh, way? Oh, fantastic. We're, we're breaking in dozens of dollars every year. Uh, it's a, It takes a lot of energy to power glass furnaces, many of which use natural gas to melt raw materials such as sand and limestone. So that's the... You're, you're bringing back the carbon footprint. Now let's see if they get to sell them. That's the question. And congratulations to Old 55 Distillery, which is right here in Indiana. I'm sorry. We're, we're, cheer, we're cheering the hometown uh, uh, folk right here. Swept the micro distillery division 
uh, for the of the international whiskey competition in 2020. I got to admit, Old 55 does some really really nice stuff. They've got a corn whiskey. They've got a single barrel uh, bourbon. They have a 100% sweet corn bourbon as as well. No, they're not sponsors of the show, although they should be. <laughs> it's just there's the the craft work that's going on in your town is amazing. And the name of the thing that you never heard of before, now Old 55 is old55distillery.com. There is a bourbon you never heard of before in your life worthy of checking out. The only way you know it's good is if you check it out. And people are doing seriously good work. It's a, it's a great, great story. They're in Newtown, N-E-W-T-O-W-N. And I know, Fingers Malloy, for all the time you lived in Indiana, man, do you spend a lot of time in Newtown? Who doesn't? No one spends a lot of time in Newtown. <laughs> it just doesn't. Happened. They took on the top prize for their American single malt. Um, I and I haven't tried it yet, but I love that they're doing it. It's just a reminder. Crazy cool things are happening where you are. If you're if you're okay with blowing a couple bucks, try something new and try it with friends and see what you think of it. It's the only way you get into the idea of doing new things. Speaking of, did you just put the jack on a cube? Absolutely. That's you, me. That's what I do. You put 130 proof on a cube. I thought you were. I thought you were a man. I. You know what? Me, like Danica Patrick, can't believe it. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your bourbon, cigar, food radio show. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Apple Podcasts, if in case you miss any part of the show, Eat, Drink, Smoke. Subscribe, write a review, and leave a five-star review if you don't mind. It is News of the Week. Speaking of Apple, Tony. Wait. Did, did we? We weren't, we weren't talking about it. We were talking about Jack Daniels. Well, you just said Apple Podcasts. Oh. Oh. I, see so, what I, so I did. See, see what I did there? Just <laughs> twisted it on me. From 97.1 The Ticket, if you owned an iPhone 6 or 7, a check could be heading your way. Apple admitted they throttled iPhone batteries to influence users to purchase newer models and settled the class action lawsuit with a $500 million settlement Not for enough. Battery Gate. Not enough. Not enough. My mother was a victim of this. Really? She, she went out and bought a, a whole new phone. She got screwed. Apple is, of course, in the wrong. And it, the, the idea that you would tell somebody, hey, you have a perfectly good product, but we would like to move you into a better product, so we will stop your perfectly good product from working, is nuts. Now, I would give anything. I will pay any amount of money for Apple to stop screwing around with the operating system. I'm used to it. I know where things are. I know what they do. Stop making it better. It's yeah. like Facebook. Please stop making things better. Stop doing things for my benefit. I'm good. I don't want to learn anything else. But, I mean, this is... This is bigger than I think people are making it out to be. You cannot think of another company or another device that you have where the company works to make it work less in order to get you to move into something else. Right. And if we're going to connect it to like one of the craziest things in the world, it's something called net neutrality. So net neutrality is the idea uh, that uh, internet companies, right, internet service providers need to be regulated. Right, the 1933 Telecom Act. It's that's what they're trying to utilize, and the theory was that if you don't have the government regulating the internet service providers, they will throttle down service if you're using too much Netflix or whatever. So you'll either pay more for the service or you'll use their streaming service. And people were up in arms. It's the worst thing ever. We must have net neutrality. The companies don't do that. 
They know that if they do that, you'll just switch to another company. They never, ever do it. And so when they get hit with this or when they try this, they get destroyed, rightfully so. And Apple was able to get away with it. And I don't think $500 is enough. Well, and the other thing, too, is Apple is almost a victim of their own success because their product, and this isn't just Apple, all these smartphones have gotten so good. You know, you do have a certain segment of the population that just wants to keep up with the Joneses and get the latest and the greatest. That's true. But then you've got other people, and I'm one of them, where if my phone works, I'm going to ride it out until it doesn't work anymore. So, you know, you can have a phone four or five years and have it be fine unless you're throttling down the battery. If you're the so, company that's doing that, so I—I I, I mean, I do have an iPhone. I am an Apple guy. I have a seven plus. What do you? A seven plus. Okay. Um, I have considered getting uh, the eleven. I like the idea of the cameras. We do a lot of video work in, in our worlds. You know, fingers does other podcasts and writes, and he's got a, a radio show in Michigan. I have a, a morning show in Indianapolis. I have a nationally syndicated midday show. I do a lot of other content. So being able to utilize the phone in that way is great and I've thought about it and then I'm like I'm not spending a thousand bucks there's no way I'm spending a thousand bucks and then I realized wait a second that's exactly where I'm spending my money I'll spend the thousand eleven hundred bucks I'm not my computer that has to last eight years right right I've totally done a flip on what those things are because the majority of the things that I do I now do from the phone including video work and I've got the apps that allow me to do editing and I can add the text and everything else that works perfectly uh, for for my needs it's the computer that I use only because like I don't know I've gotten older my eyes aren't as good as they used to be and I really should be wearing my glasses right now I don't even know where they are that's how bad my eyes are I can't find my glasses but like I've come to the place where I'm like yeah I'll spend the money You, you won't spend the money no I, I mean, look, for what I do, I, I've got a uh, high-definition recorder for uh, audio on my phone. That's good enough for me. And as far as pictures and video, I feel like what this does, the 7 Plus, is good enough for me. I know that they're, the cameras have gotten a lot better. But you said the iPhone 7 Plus. Uh, if you have an iPhone 7 or 7 Plus or 6, 6 Plus, 6S or 6S Plus, uh, you, if you had it before December 21st, 2017, you're eligible for this lawsuit if you ran iOS 11.2 or later. Yeah, but how much do you get? How much do you 25 get? $25 whole dollars. You see, that's not okay. That's not enough to make Apple hurt. Now, when I say this, it's not like I, I'm not an anti-corporate guy. They have got $140 billion in the bank $25 isn't okay. You sell me a $1,000 phone, you force me into a $1,000 phone, and I get $25? No. What I want is Tim Cook to be out somewhere where I can throw fish at him. <laughs> I should be able to throw dead fish at Tim Cook's face, and that might suffice. That might be okay. It's $25. It's, it's gross. It's gross, and it's wrong, and I'm exhausted by it. Next. From Fox News, Tony, Acting Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf on Thursday accused Portland politicians of enabling the mob of protesters who have besieged the city for more than six weeks and posted a lengthy timeline of the damage caused by violent anarchists. Yeah, look, uh, leave your politics to the side for just a moment. The, The mayor of Portland is Ted Wheeler, and, man, he... Mayors have a job to do, and Jenny Durkin in Seattle, Ted Wheeler in, in Portland, they, they, they won't do it. Wherever you fall on, on the side of, of what you want from police or, or, or the protest, and I am pro-protest of, of every level, right? First Amendment's real and should be practiced and, 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 and protected. 
Um, this isn't protest. This is destruction. And yet somehow they allow this to happen. I don't understand how the citizens allow it to happen. I don't live in Portland. I don't live in Seattle. How do they live with this? I think that they just lock themselves up in their homes and try to ignore it. I mean, if you have been paying attention to what's been going on in Portland, it feels like the city is on fire every single night. And there's there are these clashes now. You got the federal you got federal law enforcement in there now clashing with these protesters. I don't know how, like you said, John Q. Public in Portland puts up with this without saying enough is enough. And so the the, the guesstimate right now on the amount of damage in dollars in Portland in Portland is twenty three million. That's where they're at in damages. Now you've got people who want to do this autonomous zone kind of thing. We're, we're so far past in a lot of these places. The idea that it's about George Floyd and it's clear that it's about like, some, what's the line? It's the Joker. Some people just like to watch things burn. Yeah. Like that's, that's where it's at. And I'm sorry. You, you, it doesn't matter where you fall on the political spectrum. Tell me the society that's better when everything burns. If you, you want to make changes to policing, uh, talk to me because I've got a couple of solid ideas. Uh, but setting things on fire ain't going to help. Ain't going to help. And so I, the, the Homeland Security Secretary could say whatever he wants until, the, and he's not necessarily wrong, until the people of Portland, you know, show up at Ted Wheeler's house and says, stop this. Or, or they decide to take things into their own hands, which yeah. you know how bad that's going to get. Um, this, this continues. Well, that's what worries me is that people are going to start taking matters into their own hands. And pe- think, things are ugly now in Portland. They can get a whole heck of a lot it's, worse. You know, it's, just, you know, it's, it's not people. Because, like, like, your neighbor, the person sitting next to you in the cigar lounge, your na- the guy you work with, your neighbor, they're totally fine. Even if you disagree about stuff, it's a rational, good conversation. It's over a drink, a beer, or a lemonade, or oh, Lord only knows what you're doing. It's, the, it's these subsets, man. It's these people who really want everything to be destroyed and I'm not in favor of us as a society being okay with it I think we should be the, the society that says yeah that's not going to work for us Yeah, one, man, one man's thesis but I can't get Portland to agree so how am I supposed to do that for Portland how am I supposed to do that uh, for Seattle I'm having a rough enough time in my own city how am I supposed to do it for them they have got to be the people they got to be the people who stand up Otherwise, $23 million becomes $33 million, and eventually it becomes real money. Eventually it becomes real, true, serious dollars, and eventually you get to the tipping point, right? right? You get to the moment where you can't rebuild it. It's not worth it to rebuild it. What's that number? $50 million? $100 million? I don't know. Ask Detroit. <laughs> oh, uh, damn. Honest, I mean, honestly, the 68 riots, what happened to Detroit, it still hasn't recovered. That's... That, that is a rough cautionary tale right there. That's Fingers Malloy. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. According to reports, there are 10 sports cars that will not get you the ladies, Fingers Malloy. And unfortunately, you own one of the 10. I'm sorry to let you know this. Meh. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. We are reviewing from Jack Daniels the single barrel, barrel proof at 130.6 proof Tennessee whiskey. It's bourbon. It's not bourbon. Let them have their marketing. You just drink it. Uh, I relented and put it on the cube. 
right? Um, I think I still should have gone with a chip. This is wonderfully, wonderfully well done. I actually think there's a solid bit of balance going uh, on here. There's uh, definitely that, that that sweetness that happens. There is uh, on the nose, as I said, that, that banana. There's, there's a spice that's going on. At $65 MSRP, maybe in my liquor cabinet. At $50 and a gift set, like you have found it at, oh, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. This is lovely and does not play hard like some kind of higher proof. You just assumed do. that it would, right? I mean, when you, you, you could definitely smell it. You could definitely get you get the proof on the nose. You can feel it on the nose and the exhale, yep. which doesn't always happen. You can really, truly feel it. When, then there's, well, like in cigars, the whole idea of retrohale, it does add a little something uh, to it. But it has heat. Even the, even the cube, right? The big rock doesn't change that. It absolutely has heat. Uh, that's the, the Jack Daniels right there. Do not be afraid. Don't be like, oh, it's Jack Daniels. I'm too good for Jack Daniels. No, you're not. I've seen where you live. You're not too good for it. It's the single barrel, barrel proof. It's, it is very, very nice. Holy crap, Spirit Airlines. You sent me uh, this story, Fingers Malloy, on Twitter at Fingers Malloy, M-A-L-L-O-Y. Three Spirit Airlines employees got attacked by three customers who had a delayed flight. Right. And listen, we've all been frustrated I've never been that frustrated. Yes, never been that frustrated, though. I just feel like everyone's angry. Everybody's mad. And so here you had a situation where uh, you got people flying back from Florida to Philadelphia. They get uh, There's an announcement that the flight is delayed, and these three people snap. And they start throwing shoes, anything to get their hands on. They, they start throwing stuff. For a second, stuff. I didn't think you were going to say shoes. <laughs> For a second, I thought we were on my back deck. Oh, oh much better. Continue. They're throwing shoes, shoes aren't they? Shoes, Tony. Oh, they were shoes, and, were they? But and at that point, that wasn't enough because apparently they had bad aim or they were frustrated with their throw. Then they just ran behind the counter and started attacking people. And it's it's crazy to They've watch. They've been charged, right? I mean, it, it's, it's assault, arrested. isn't it? Yes. I they mean, were arrested. There are mug shots and everything else. I would hope so. I mean, being that you cannot uh, take four ounces of your aftershave through TSA without being tackled, <laughs> you would think <laughs> that if you did that, you'd get in trouble. So one of them was arrested on charges of touch or strike battery and petty theft for allegedly taking a spirit employee's phone. One was arrested on charges of strike battery of touch or strike battery, and another was arrested on charges of touch or strike battery. I've never heard of touch or strike battery before. I haven't either. And how would That's you- something I should be able to buy at AutoZone. <laughs> I was going to say that was my nickname in college. Oh. Uh, yeah, strike battery. But no. Uh, you, how, but, what no. Goes, no oh, but no. Of course. You don't think that was serious. What goes through your mind when you, when you think to yourself, I'm going to take her phone and get away with it. Uh, people are nuts. It's like when you see people protesting and then you, someone thinks they can come up and take your sign. Why do they think that? They think it's okay. Like, they, people act in this way that's like completely maniacal and then they expect you to still be decent and not do anything about it. Blow, blows the mind. I, I hope these people, I hope they go to jail. I do too. It's, it, dude, it's, it's, it's a flight. Sometimes flights are delayed. People are taking the Aaron Rodgers, Danica Patrick <laughs> breakup very badly. Fingers Malloy. Yes. There are a list of cars, according to hotcars.com. There's a list, hotcars.com. 
Hot cars. That's a that's a dating site if I ever heard one. Right. Um, ten sports cars that won't impress the ladies. Now I'm not sure why. And uh, the the article discusses it's a value uh, a function over form, placing a much greater emphasis on performance than on looks. But they don't work. Now here's the problem: the list is not actually cars that are sports cars as I see them. And you would never put them in the category. So, for example, number 10 on the list is the Volkswagen GTI. The Volkswagen Up GTI. It's, it, looks like a, like, like a, it looks like a Honda Fit. It's just this little two-seater smart car. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of course it's not going to impress the ladies. I don't understand. Listen, ladies? I don't respect this list at all. Looking at some of these cars that they, they're considering that a sports car. Well, they're, they have the Audi TT on there, which I also don't consider a sports car. A Beetle? They have the now okay a sports car never is a sports car. I will tell you the VW Beetle is a convertible. I love that. I don't know. I don't know why it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I look at that. I'm like, that's awesome. That's awesome. I don't know why. But if you say if someone walks up to you and says, uh, "Listen, you can have any sports car you want," I would never pick a Beetle. A Beetle. The Porsche 924 is on the list, right? That's not, that's the non Porsche esque body style. But also on the list at number one is the Porsche 959. I think the, if I, 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 I don't know if I could fit into a 959, but I think I'd love to find out. I think I could enjoy that car. Top speed of 211 miles an hour can go zero to 60 in 3.6 seconds. That's why I can't pick up the ladies. They can't see you. Right? I think that's the fundamental problem. Number three on this list is the Mazda Miata. And one I never heard of at number four, the Mitsuka Orochi. It's, I got to admit, it's, it's a little, it's, it's cool, but it's a 3.3 liter Japanese sports car, V6. I, I, I don't know I, how I, you look at that car and think it would have a V6 in it. Yeah, right? It's got the real style, almost like, almost like an NSX kind of styling yeah. from the Acura. But the best is number seven on the list. Number seven on the list, Fingers Malloy, mm-hmm. is the Chevrolet SSR, mm-hmm. which is the convertible pickup truck, the two-seater. And you, sir, in its beautiful canary yellow, (laughs) own a Chevy SSR. First things first, have you ever considered it a sports car? No. Now, you also, you don't, you own it like from like, it's like from the beginning. So you don't have the the big, big Corvette engine in it, right? No, I have. They they put a a stock 5.3 liter engine that they would put in the Silverado or GMC Sierra pickup truck. Uh, Look, it was supposed to be kind of a hot rod look to it, uh, but it's a truck. But it doesn't feel like a truck. I can understand why it's confusing to a lot of people when they look at it. Okay, is it a truck? Is it a sports car? Is it a hot rod? What is it? Uh, The thing that I understand, one of the problems that General Motors had with this vehicle and the reason why it went from the the truck engine to the Corvette engine is it underperformed, especially in the the 0 to 60. It it goes from 0 to 60 in 7.7 seconds. Okay. That's not impressive, especially when you're the MSRP back then was somewhere around forty four, forty five thousand dollars. Right. We're talking two thousand four to two thousand six money. So uh, I understand why people would look at that and say, OK, I have better options. But uh, please 
The car looks sweet. Yes, and this is the problem with the article. The article says it looks like a pickup truck, but sucks at both performance and off-roading. And on top of all that, the design has aged horribly. First, it's a convertible pickup truck. You're not using it to haul your friend's mattress (laughs) out of the dorm. And I'm not going to the Rockies to do some off-roading in it. Secondly, if you think the design of the SSR is ugly, as aged horribly, you're out of your mind. You don't know anything. The car is is fantastically sexy. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there was this whole move to like a retro look back around there. You had uh, Chrysler. Yeah, the Thunderbird. Uh, Chrysler came out with the PT Cruiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the Ford Thunderbird, like you said, I, Chevy had the HHR. Uh, looked like a 40s style car. So that was the look. And that's what this is. This is a retro look on the front, the grill, everything. I love the thing. So Is it comfortable? Yeah, I, I, you know. Well, are you trying to sell me on it? Like, no, oh, yeah. I, oh, sure, it's comfortable. Well, of course I mean, it is. <laughs> look, it's not like I'm on a memory foam mattress when I'm driving in it. I'm six three. I'm a big guy. I'm comfortable in it. I've been in road trips, long road trips in that car. I love it. It's fine. This this list is oh okay. Uh, it's not a sports car like the Beetle isn't a sports car. Why, why this this list? You're sucks. so angry. The list sucks. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> I just wanted to see if your head would explode. <laughs> On Twitter, Fingers Malloy on Twitter at Tony Katz and go eat, drink, smoke on Twitter. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, drink, smoke where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. And this is smoking the fine cigars. We are doing the Las Calaveras from Crowned Heads. A lot of people in the cigar world still not perfectly familiar with the Crowned Heads guys. And what they're doing, uh, Four Kicks, J.D. Howard, Headley Grange, that is all crowned heads. They do work with Drew Estates, uh, if you know the Liga Pravada line, for example. But this, the Las Calaveras, they do this as an annual. It only comes out once a year. It's got four different Vitolas you can choose from. And it's how they honor people who passed in the previous year. So very often you see in the styling, it almost has a Dios de los Muertos, uh, Day of the Dead kind of, of feel to it. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. And I'd love to give you a review. The problem is it's so new, there's no way to do it. It's a different blend each and every time it comes, it comes out. When it came out in 2018, it had a Mexican San Andres wrapper. So if you ever smoke the Oliva, the Siri V, the Maduro, the, the Maduro, that is a Mexican San Andreas wrapper right there. So that's the kind of flavor. That was 2018, though, and it had that bright neon green label. This is a deep, deep purple with gold right here. And this is an Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro leaf with a Nicaraguan binder and filler. So there's going to be a little more sweetness that comes through. And it comes, as, as I said, in four different Vitolas. V-I-T-O-L-A. That's the size, Fingers Malloy. That is the size. In this one, it's the LC48. So it's five and a half by 48. 48 is the ring gauge, how thick it is around. <laughs> Always makes him laugh. Right? So 64 ring gauge would be a full inch around. And five and a half is how long it is. It's five and a half inches long. <laughs> Again, with uh, the, the, the laughter right there. This is made in the same place that my father makes their cigars uh, in, in, in Esteli. And that's Nicaragua. This is the area that I love. I love Nicaraguans. That flavor profile that gets you more into the earths, more into the dirts, more into the leathers. I love. We just lit it up. 
We always break it down into threes, right? You have a first. Or do you have the hiccups, Fingers Malloy? No. For a second, I thought you had the hiccups, which is no way to have a cigar. If you have the hiccups and a cigar, put the cigar down. Wait till it <laughs> passes. You got your first third, second third, final third. And that's the way you got to kind of break it down in your head. What are those flavors? What kind of thing is it throwing out at you? And make sure you write down what it is you're experiencing. Uh, we just lit up. Where are you? I mean, the initial reaction when I lit it was there was spice immediately. Yeah. That subsided already. Now it's like that leather creamy kind of notes that are coming from it. But there, there's still spice. But, I mean, the initial spice, I'm not going to say it was overwhelming, but it, it, it punches you in the face a little bit. So I've been experimenting with, with retrohale, and I'm not doing it right. It's the idea that when you exhale the smoke, you kind of inhale it. You bring it in through the sinus cavities, right? How that, that kind of thing. And what I'm trying to figure out is, can you really get new flavors from that? So I'm trying it a little bit here. And the answer is a little bit, yeah. Uh, I've been smoking cigars for years. And now, it's only now, and I'm talking about after a good decade plus, um, am I like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. I never gave it a, a shot before. There is some wonderful flavor that's coming out of here. There's actually, a touch, for me, a touch of nuttiness that's coming out. I wish I could say to you, here's what to look for. I can't. But at $11 a stick, immediately in your humidor. And remember, it, it's, it's not something that they do a, a, a lot of. They don't do big, big releases of this. So find it where you can and give it a shot. And if by some chance you can find the 2018, give that a shot. It's just a very different thing. It just shows what a... What a they're a solid brand of people. I've never met them personally. I am just in love with what they do. But I'm telling you, the four kicks, and then there's something called the mule kick. Uh, man, absolutely terrific. The J.D. Howard is just uh, sensational. This, and as a size, you might think it a little dainty, a little small at the 48 ring gauge. I actually like this. I find it very easy and very manageable. Uh, in my hand, I like something a little bit bigger, but in the mouthfeel, I just find it's, Absolutely perfect. A little uneven burn at this point, but I'm sure it's going to correct it now that I've got it turned around. I also find that this one is a touch soft, almost as if it's been a little bit too much humidification, right? Which can happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and I'm like, especially in that second, third region is where is where I'm feeling it. Earlier today, I smoked an Arturo Fuente. I actually had to do that kind of pinch and roll to be able to open it up. It was just packed too tight. It can happen. This is art, people. Don't ever let it, uh, you know, drive you crazy. What is not art is Bush Light, which now has Bush Light Apple. I bring it up, Fingers Malloy, because there are some things you're supposed to experiment with. Like, you know, doing a different blend each year is a kind of an honor thing. And, hey, we're going to, this is special. And, and, right, there's a touch of marketing to it, but they get to kind of, you know, breathe a little bit and, you know, expand their horizons, show their chops. Bushlight Apple is just a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, ciders for a while there, they had become kind of like what IPAs have become. You know, it seems like you, when you go to a bar and they've got 12 beers on tap, I'm a porter and a stout guy. Yes. Nine of them are IPAs, and it drives me it. nuts. I don't, I don't get how you enjoy it. It's just, it's, I'm sorry. There, there's hops, and then there's, this isn't beer. It, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I want the darker, the richer. Yeah, but so for a while there, and it still may be the case, I have friends that really love ciders. Oh, I need a cider. What kind of cider do you have? So, uh, you know, I'm not going to say Bush Light Apple is a cider. Uh, I, I freely admit there used to be a, a beer in the 90s. I don't know if it still exists called Woodchuck Cider. 
We, oh, I kind of remember that. We would buy that before Lions games. We would go down and we would tailgate, you know, and we would get to the stadium at 9 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, you want to start things off right. So you'd have a box of donuts and some woodchuck cider. So you have an apple cider. And I'm using air quotes on the radio. It's right. very effective. Uh, <laughs> and, and and donuts. Uh, so I understood that. But I at the middle of the night, uh, you know, or evening, uh, uh, bush light apple. They'd be a great sponsor for Eat, Drink, Smoke. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't. I, oh, I don't I'd take it. their money. Absolutely. Now, as for the cigar, the Las Calaveras, C-A-L-A-V-E-R-A-S. I got to admit, it's, it's hitting me just wonderful. Now, I'm wondering if a little bit is different because, of course, we're drinking such a high-proof uh, Tennessee whiskey. The Jack Daniels Single Barrel Barrel Proof is what we're drinking, and I'm wondering if it affected me. But right now, you know, very often I talk about cigars and coffee. If it grows together, it goes together. Nothing about this is calling to me to get a coffee, except I think it would be great with coffee. Right? Yes. That's weird. Sometimes it calls to me. I have to do it. Um, this is not. I've got the water. and I've got the, the Tennessee whiskey. And I'm going to see kind of how those plays, that, sh- that, that kind of mapley and banana and sugar kind of notes on the bourbon and see where it connects with this, this kind of Esteli kind of earth kind of feel to it. Yeah, I mean, to give people kind of a behind-the-scenes look at the show, I would say about half the time we are broadcasting, you will order a coffee to go yes. with a cigar. And the fact that you're not doing it just tells you a little bit more about this Jack Daniels single barrel. I, I'm I really it. impressed with the Jack Daniels. I really and truly am. I don't know if that's a good pairing yet or not. And this is why you got to write things down. Because it's very possible I could have this cigar a week from now, not have had the single barrel, and I'll have a very different feel for what it brings. That's why you got to write things down and what you ate and the mood you were in and, and all the other things. How would this pair with a bush light apple? Well, uh, I'm never going to find out. <laughs> and that's because I love myself. <laughs> I really do. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is summertime. What are you going to sip on the patio? It is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy. You find us, in case you missed the show, you find us on Apple Podcasts and you write a review and you leave a five-star review and you subscribe to Eat, Drink, Smoke on Apple Podcasts. The people over at Uproxx say they've got the bartenders that name the best sipping whiskeys for summer 2020. The problem is this list is almost entirely scotches. So clearly whatever bartenders they went to, Fingers Malloy... Didn't know what they were saying. Now, before anything, there is no right or wrong on what you want to sip in the summer. I will say this. The idea of summer uh, sipping scotch, there is, there is none. For me, there is absolutely no summer sipping scotch. There are scotches I want to try, but the idea that I'm going to sit on the back patio with a scotch, that, doesn't, that never hits me. That is mu- scotch for me is much more winter-esque. And which I'm, I would assume I've talked to people who are really into cigars, and they always want to pair it with a scotch. A lot of people do, and I just that hasn't been my thing either. And that's that's probably my fault because I like bourbon, and so I just naturally gravitate to bourbon. And I haven't really tried a lot of scotch. The, the stuff that I've tried, I haven't been a fan of, so I've just put that all up. But I maybe I need to broaden my horizons a little. No, bit. I mean you, you got to like what you like, so. My my issue with scotch in a cigar is that scotch cancels out what I want in the cigar. If I start going with the with the, with the Isla or the Lowlands, you know, and you start getting that that real peat 
kind of flavor, P-E-A-T, right? And, and it's how, it's really, what, what it, it is what makes scotch scotch. It's what, it's what makes it so special. Um, and I'm not denying that. It competes with the cigar in a way that makes a cigar unenjoyable. And if I have a choice between what I'm drinking and what I'm smoking, it is always what I'm smoking. I am much more a cigar guy than I have ever been a, a, a bourbon guy. And I also, I mean, I'm a rye guy. Yeah. Doing this show has turned me into a rye guy. I love rye, and I'll be I'll be talking about a rye I've got coming out. It's a very very cool story about how this happened. Uh, we're doing our, our our own rye, and it's got a purpose, and I'll, and I'll share it. But I want to go through this list because a couple of the things we've had, and one of them is from Suntory. They say the Suntory whiskey Toki T O K I, which might be pronounced Taki, but we have done Suntory before. And I was not impressed. I think it's a Japanese whiskey. If I remember correctly, because I think this was maybe the middle of last year when we did this. On my back deck is exactly where we were. Uh, yeah, I, I think I took one sip and I put it down. If I remember correctly, I didn't like it. I finished it. Uh, <laughs> I hate to see it go to waste, but uh, I would not think to myself, boy, that would be a great summer drink. I'll tell you the truth. It was uh, you and me and uh, sometimes guest April Gregory and... She left the bottle, and that bottle is still in my house. I haven't touched it since. Now, just because I didn't like it doesn't mean you won't like it, but it just didn't move me at all, and it's not something I would think of uh, for summer in the slightest. Now, they do have, in terms of, of, of a bourbon, the High West Campfire, right? High West Whiskey Campfire. There are High Wests that I really and truly like, and I could see it as something that you can enjoy in the summer. But when I think of summer, all right, we're doing the Jack Daniels right now, the single barrel barrel proof. I don't know if I think of it as a summer whiskey, but I I, I, I would have it. Uh, Old Granddad 114. Absolutely. Old Granddad 114 is is exactly that. Because it, when I think about summer whiskey, my, my vision is on the back deck. So I don't know how... It's more casual. It's more loose. It's just about the relaxation as opposed to really digging in on the, on the flavors of it. So I don't know if I want to spend the crazy money at that moment. Well, I'll tell you one that I really enjoyed, Tony. Um, and you actually uh, reviewed it on your, your web show, uh, Virtual Bourbon, is uh, Redneck Riviera. <laughs> so Redneck Riviera is made by John Rich of the band Big and Rich, and we did it. We did an interview. You can find it on my my YouTube page, uh, YouTube Tony Katz TV, Tony Katz and the letter T and the letter V. So he created Redneck Riviera. It's an American blended whiskey. You can get it for like twenty two, twenty three bucks a bottle. It's actually delicious. Yeah, and to me, it's it's got some vanilla notes. Uh, it's a blended whiskey, so it's it's not something that's going to overwhelm your guests if they aren't whiskey drinkers. And uh, I feel like it's a really good summer whiskey. But that's but the whole idea of summer is that it should be casual, and it's just about enjoyment. At, and it is it's it's the same way I feel about cigars. Some cigars go with certain weather. I really do believe that sun groans. I I only do in the summer, right? That that real intense spice where they're getting it from the, like the the, the uh, it's I think it's the upper primings, right? The the sun has more baked on those on those tobacco leaves, and you're getting more spice out of it. I, I love that. I don't I don't smoke sun groans any other time of year, but when I think uh, I think of summer stuff, it is the lighter stuff, and I never ever go uh, to to scotches. Now they do have another bourbon on here. Wait, yeah, I, I think that's it right there. Hold on, I want to make sure that I that I got it right. Um, no, I'm sorry, not a bourbon, a whiskey, Monkey Shoulder. 
I have yet to have monkey shoulder. I see it everywhere. And I'm like, that's one I got to try. I almost called it a bourbon for a second. That's because I've never really had it. But again, not where I'm going. Um, I, I think that summer is the perfect time for mixing things, for trying things. Not necessarily frozen drinks, you know. Right. I, I'm still a man. But it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just not there. If you, it's, it's beer weather, yeah. right? But I'm, I rarely am I doing a beer and a cigar. Well, that's the thing. You know, we're in Indianapolis today. It's 88 degrees outside. If I'm sitting out on the deck, I'm going to grab a beer. I, I'm not going to to have a bourbon. Now, if it's at night, it's cooled off a little bit. Then maybe I'll, I'll switch over to, to a whiskey. But this is prime beer drinking weather. And I... I, and again, I'll stay away from the IPAs in that situation. And here's why this 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 list doesn't work for me. And I'm curious to what people are drinking. Let us know on Twitter at Go Eat Drink Smoke. What is your summer drink? Let us know on Facebook, Facebook.com/EatDrinkSmoke. They have on here the Glenfiddich 12 Year. I'm sorry, I don't get why that's a summer whiskey. This is this is trying too hard, and that's the worst. Don't try. Don't don't put together a list when the list is single malt scotches because because single malt scotch and ninety degree weather don't mix. It's like pig and elephant DNA. It just won't slice. Just slice. No, that reminds me. You know, when I was in my early twenties, I would go to the bar and I would order. Things. When you were in your early twenties, yes. What about <laughs> yesterday? Where, wait, where where were you yesterday? I was at the casino. Yes, you were it at the casino. Beautiful, Tony. I'm getting I'm getting emotional just thinking Indiana about it. casino during coronavirus. How crazy. It was, it was nuts. They asked for my ID when I walked in, which is something they don't normally do if they could tell you're over 21, and I'm a little over 21. Uh, they take your picture on the way in, and you go through a little contraption, and they take your temperature. Uh, I would say, and I, you know, I'm guessing, only 20 to 25% of the machines were available, and uh, uh, the tables where you normally would sit six, there would only be three people sitting there, and they would not allow anyone to stand behind the players at the table. Social distancing was very much practiced at the casino. Did you enjoy yourself? I won $100. So, wow. yeah, not bad. Not well, a bad look day. At you. Spent three, three hours there, won $100, walked away happy. Usually, when you spent, yeah, spend a little bit more to walk away happy. <laughs> you, only, you, you won 100 and walked away I happy. I got uh, four threes and an ace on a poker machine, and I walked oh, away. Yes. Look at you. So, I, 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 is that, you know, that's I, good? Yeah, I was, that was a $200 hand on a $1.25 bet. Uh, oh. But I was already $100 down. So I then just cashed out, walked away. Good times. Good times. But you weren't drinking scotch. I wasn't drinking anything because you had to have a mask on, unless you're drinking or smoking. But I just find that annoying. Yeah, you mask. can't. Yeah, drinking with a mask. Right, so I just kept the mask on. You had to have the mask on the whole time? Yeah, well, unless you're drinking and smoking. All right, we got to get into more of that. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke, your food, cigar, bourbon, radio show. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. It is the Las Cavaleras. Wait, I didn't say that right. The Las Calaveras. I always get it wrong, but I love the cigar. It's made by the people at Crowned Heads. They do this uh, yearly, and this is just fantastic. An Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro uh, wrapper with the Nicaraguan binder and filler done in Esteli, Nicaragua. A wonderful bit of spice coming off here, but not overwhelming. A bit of nuttiness underneath as I'm now into the second third. Always break it down. First third, second third final third and record what it is you're experiencing and what it is that cigar means to you and we've been drinking the Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof at 130.6 proof 
but doesn't play that way. This has got some nice uh, sweetness to it, a bit of a, a banana, a bit of almost like a, a, a maple. You, Fingers Malloy, called it a sugar cookie a kind of thing going on in the nose and on, on the palate. Uh, I did put it on the big cube. The cube is now melted. That's just wonderful. The MSRP on that at $65 a bottle. Not 100% sure if it's in my liquor cabinet, but if you've seen it at 50 bucks a bottle, most probably it is. And this cigar, which is a 48 by 5.5, 48 being the ring gauge, 5.5 of the length at $11 a stick, I've got another five sticks coming. They're coming home with me. I believe that. This is, this is going in the humidor. I haven't seen this much smoke on a cigar in a long time. Right. Either letting it sit or it's got a very pleasant draw and you're getting a lot of smoke from the draw. Um, very pleased. You've also cigar. let it sit, actually sit in the, in the ashtray, picked it up, were able to do a couple puffs, and the light was right there. Construction matters so much to a cigar that it's able to withstand and be able to hold, not falling apart. I still think this one just a bit overhumidified. It's got a bit of softness to it. I would like it a, a little more firm. But, oh, am I very, very happy. They make a different one all, all the time. They do this as an annual. Uh, you know, in, in 2018, they used a, a Mexican San Andres uh, wrapper. This, uh, and an Oscuro wrapper. I happen to love Oscuro wrappers. Maybe why I love this cigar so much. It is time, Fingers Malloy. You got to put your cigar down. I got to put sorry. my cigar down. The news of the week. Well, we need, we need like a sounder. News of the week. Yeah. That's it. We got it. We got it. Okay, we got that recorded now. Oh, that's what we're we gonna do. We now. got it on tape. Yeah, so All there right. we go. If you know how to sing and you want to give <laughs> us, uh, send us a news of the week, a sounder. If we use it, I will. I will send you three of my favorite cigars. I will. I will do that. You post it to our, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke, or Twitter, go eat, drink, smoke, and, and we use it, uh, I will send you three of my favorite cigars. Done. There you go. Done. Look and at that. that. And that's how we get the peoples. <laughs> you know what's not done? Reopening the United States economy, Tony. No, it and, is not. And industries are struggling, particularly uh, the restaurant industry, but restaurant sales appear to have rebounded slightly last week. And quick service restaurant sales have all but normalized, according to firms tracking the industry in the aftermath of the coronavirus shutdown. Proof positive, I don't know anything. I, I was convinced that fast food, quick serve, would not come back because people were going to say, that's not where I'm spending my money. I've learned how to cook. I've learned how to do other things while in this nonsense of, of, of shutdown. I'm not saying coronavirus is nonsense. That's not my point. Uh, and that that's the kind of thing people are like, I'm not spending my money there. And then they told me, Oh, I really love Chick-fil-A, and I need me some waffle fries, and I need them now. Well, on top of that, the fast food companies have come out with their apps that have made it so convenient to order. I go to fast food restaurants more often than I should because I'm in my car a lot. I'm, I'm driving around, and I'll grab something quick to eat. I'll order something on the app, give them the code when I go to the drive through window. Don't have to give them any cash or a card. They just hand me a receipt, go to the window, pick up my food, and I leave. It's So it makes it convenient and with a lot less contact well, that's with people. A, okay, maybe I'm thinking about this all wrong. Is... Is it, is it the app world that's doing this? So, for example, you're driving and then you go pick it up. Other people, are they using like Grubhub or, or Uber Eats or DoorDash to get Chick-fil-A? I mean, I'm nothing against Chick-fil-A. Burger King, whatever it may it be. It does happen, though. You see it on, if you go to DoorDash, you can get Wendy's, you can get Dairy Queen, you can get Burger King, you can get McDonald's. So I, all right. I, I, I am officially a snob because that never dawned on me. You know what we're doing in my family? Indian food. With DoorDash. Right? We're doing ribs with DoorDash. 
those kinds of things. By the way, I don't know what it is about people grilling and people getting excited. I still don't have a grill. Don't ask. My, my hell continues. But on the Eat, Drink, Smoke Facebook page, Fingers the other day post, I don't even know what you were doing in, in, in your grill. What, what were you? I don't know I what you were I was reverse making. searing steaks. Which is a fantastic method, especially on the grill that I have. Um, right. I'm able to light the charcoal, walk away. It gets up to 225 degrees. That's what I kept the steaks on for maybe a half hour, 40 minutes until I got an internal temperature of 120 degrees. Pulled them off, put the grill up to 600, put them back, the steaks back on the grill for 90 seconds aside. Perfect. Really? Yep. And it's easy. I know what that sounds like a lot of work, but I'm just, I, you, you turn on the grill like an oven, you put the steaks on, you sit there, smoked a cigar, had a beer, and then when it was time to crank the temperature up, I, 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 I stood there for three minutes flipping the steaks over and they were done. All I know is he, he posts this, this photo and it's nothing but comments of, oh, I love that. Oh, I do this. Oh, check out this picture. And it, 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 is, it is such a crazy cool fraternity. And I always know that I'm going to be the guy on the outside looking in. Because uh, the idea of waiting 40 minutes for a steak, 50 minutes for a steak, I, I can't. But you're sitting when out I, smoking a cigar anyway on the deck. Why not just sit next to your grill? Because I'll have the cigar afterwards. It's just, oh. I get that. It, I, I just have a backwards view of it. I, I absolutely positively get it. But it didn't dawn on me that I'm going to use Grubhub as a way of getting quick serve. That didn't dawn. By the way, Grubhub would be a fantastic sponsor for each <laughs> Absolutely. Drink Don't you think? Yeah, but even the fast, well, it's great about the fast food apps too for each and every individual store. Like I got the McDonald's app. You get deals through the app that yes. you wouldn't normally get. Like, uh, oh, uh, buy one, get one free Big Mac or something like that. I use two. I, I have the Dunkin' Donuts app. Mm-hmm. Right, because their coffee is kind of like what I grew up with, even though I was never a big coffee drinker as a, as a, as a young man. Uh, I, I, I use that. And I have the Starbucks app because sometimes when you're traveling, it's, it's what's in the hotel or it's, you know, it's ever. Right. And every time I get Starbucks, I just feel like a terrible person. <laughs> I, I really, I am fully aware of Are you a Star- coffee snob? So I appreciate good. And if I'm going to, for example, Starbucks, it's an Americano, which is an espresso and hot water. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I do. I've never gotten a drip. From Starbucks, because I did it once. I'm like, yeah, this is bad. It's bad coffee. I'd rather have Dunkin' Donuts coffee in that regard. But if I can find a local coffee place, right. I'm always going to the local coffee place. I absolutely want to try it. The places I can't stand are the ones that decide that they're coffee snobs and they don't serve cream. Oh, I have been in coffee houses where they give you the coffee, and I'm me. I, I I like it a little sweet. I want some some half and half. And, I, and I'll sweeten up. Oh, we don't have half and half. We do, however, have oat milk. And that's what? when, I, that's when no. I just leave the coffee there. All right, I wasted $6. But I learned a valuable lesson, and it was worth the 6 bucks. <laughs> oh, I just can't oh, I stand get, that. I, I get a little bit touchy with people who are like, oh, if you're not drinking it black, then return right, your you're man defacing, card. You're, you're defiling yeah. their coffee. You know, we're drinking 120 proof whiskey. 130.6. Yeah, 130. I don't want to hear about my man card because I put (laughs) I put a little cream in my coffee. Next. So speaking of reopening the economy, we moved to California. According to Reuters, governor, the California governor on Monday clamped new restrictions on businesses as coronavirus cases and hospitalizations soared. And the state's two largest school districts in Los Angeles and San Diego said children would be made to stay home in August. Never mind the shutting down, which, no, I'm, I'm not I'm not there. It's like, oh, the economy's doing well. Well, let's put an end to that. It's. It's just, it's, it's a maddening proposition. This school thing has become the new political fight 
we we're crazy. Society is completely insane. We're say we're, we're using kids as pawns to move political agendas. It's I cannot think of all the things I've seen t- toppling statues, and we've seen attacks on cops. And don't get me wrong, it's all gross. Kids as weapons to move political agenda. I don't know how I don't know how people aren't drinking more. I don't know how we can't get to a point in our country where we can't unite about how what's best to open the economy and what's the best plan to get kids back in schools as soon as possible. You think that would unite us all, but it, once I just feel like we're permanently divided. Right. You know, it's it's there's a line uh, that's attributed to Thomas Sowell, the economist. There are no solutions; there are only trade-offs. And that's the truth, and that's also the truth of schools, right? Are we talking about the teacher's health? Are we talking about the kids' health? And me, I, I'm, I want the kids back in school. We'll get to more of it. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So mask insanity has hit the fevered pitch. You, you think we've made kids political. No, don't get me wrong. We've made kids political, and I got it. I mean, I could do just hours on my disgust on that subject alone. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy on Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. And of course, Apple Podcasts. In case you miss any part of this, it's there for you. Eat, Drink, Smoke on Apple Podcasts. Write the review and leave the five-star review if you would. People politicizing masks. Now, I don't think government should be able to mandate masks. So in Alabama, for example, the governor, Kay Ivey, she mandated masks, Republican governor. Next door, Georgia, Brian Kemp, the governor there, not mandating it, suggesting it. That's the correct answer. Utilize the bully pulpit, say, hey, masks do work. And I, the argument is, is that first, federal government lied, said you don't need masks. Then it was, oh, wait, you need masks. And now we have people demanding that you wear masks. But when coronavirus was pumping and going and we had to flatten the curve, no one said wear a mask. It's, it, and yet you were still going to the supermarket and still doing those kinds of things. And that's why it hits people as, as pretty disingenuous. But as a basic concept, of course a mask stops something, right? It stops things from, from leaving right. your mouth. It, but of course it does. There's a reason those doctors wear them when they're operating on you. Right. It, it does something. I don't know why we have to be so angry about it. But the, the, when government does it, I have an issue. If a business does it, Right, So you've got supermarkets, you've got Walmart now, Best Buy, Target, Kohl's, all are now having mask mandates. That's cultural. People are like, you know what? This is what our customers want to feel safe. This is what our employees want to feel safe. Whether or not it totally makes you safe, I still think the science is half out on that one. But that's what they're doing. It's their business. Yeah, I, I don't get some of it. And to revisit what we talked about a little bit earlier when I was at the casino, you have to wear a mask in the casino. But then you're seeing people... Uh, you know, you can take the mask off if you're smoking, if you're drinking. Uh, you know, I wanted to bring a cigar with me to the casino. And I thought to myself, well, that I don't want to do that. If I have to keep taking my mask off and putting it back on to, to they smoke. They would make you put it back on in between puffs? I, I don't know. I didn't know. I don't think so once I got there. I don't there, think so either. I, I, but it's still, you know you're going to get the stink eye from people if you're sitting there without your mask on for a period of time. But now you've got people going into stores and destroying the whole mask display. And how dare you make me wear a mask? And they're yelling and screaming. There's a Starbucks where a... Uh, they always call women who are trying to tell you how to live your life Karens. <laughs> the me- I feel so sorry for women called Karen, named Karen. But the meme is spectacular. Well, this woman goes into a Starbucks. The barista won't serve her because the rule is you have to wear a mask. She goes nuts. She goes bananas crazy. 
So the story then goes viral because that's what people do with these stories. And the employee, uh, he, his name is Lennon, L-E-N-E-N, which I think is just a terrible name. Um, he, he, all of a sudden there's a GoFundMe. I don't know why he needs a GoFundMe. I don't know why the answer is give him money. A hundred thousand dollars in donations the barista gets because some woman went crazy the woman in question is incensed about him raising so much money so she's like i deserve half she's right and i think this is the greatest scam we could ever 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 perpetrate you wait till you see people who are working in cahoots with each other like that couple that gave the $20 that the, the the broke guy the guy the homeless guy gave the couple 20 bucks so they could get gas and it all became this big story yeah. and next thing you know he's got a GoFundMe of like half a million dollars and they were in on it together and then the guy the homeless guy sued because the couple took the money and bought a boat <laughs> I mean you know this scam is coming but I think she's right. This kid gets nothing if she isn't crazy. But that is quite a risk if you're going to come up with that scam. Those people got caught, like you said. If you are the Karen in this situation. It's so incredible. I, I hate that <laughs> I hate that they're doing this. I really hate it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you're the Karen in this situation. People will find out your name. We, we have her name. I'm not going to mention it. Uh, you, in 2020... Public behavior, if it's if it's bad, you could lose your job over stuff like this. People have lost their jobs. Absolutely. Over this. So it's risky to come up with this, hey, we'll have this scheme and you well, we'll we'll go, I'll go in for half. I just want to be the person that gets the hurt feelings GoFundMe for me. I mean right. how, how many times have I been yelled at in the last week? Nobody's given me a hundred grand. One hundred and five thousand oh, dollars. For exact. The best is she has documentation that says she can't wear a mask. She says that she is unable to to do so that she's got asthma she gets uh, shortness of breath and dizziness and to prove this she has documentation and one of the documents I kid you not was a pelvic exam one of her pieces of documentation I think she's wearing the mask wrong one of the pieces of documentation <laughs> is a pelvic exam from 2015 honestly I, I that's that's amazing I just wanted a latte and now <laughs> I've got to show you paperwork from my gynecologist. This is crazy. No, I understand. I would be very frustrated if I had some sort of medical condition that would prohibit me from wearing a mask. Right. And you're getting judged when you're walking into a store. I would be very. It, it seems to me that both parties are wrong here. Just because you shouldn't flip out. This is the thing I've noticed. Uh, we were everybody was so kind to each other when this whole thing started. Uh, you know, you would see people in the grocery store or after you. Oh no, after you! Can I help you with something? Now everybody's at each other's throats. But you would think that Starbucks in the situation, if she said, "Listen, I have a medical condition, I can't wear a mask," that should have been the end of the discussion. Okay, let me just get you your coffee so you can get the heck out of here instead yeah, they, of this blowing up into a thing. They will allow they will allow people who live on the streets to take showers in their bathrooms. But the woman not wearing the mask and saying she has a condition. And I don't even know how you're supposed to check. You're not allowed to ask somebody their medical history. What, aren't there rules about that kind of thing? There is a saving grace, and it's John Hamm, who is, may, may I just a little, there's a little round of applause here. No. My my hero, John Hamm from, from Mad Men, they are doing a remake of Fletch. Nope. And he is playing the Chevy Chase character. 
you don't like this? No, First I of all, there it. is no more quotable movie. Can I borrow your towel in my, cow- my car just in a water buffalo? <laughs> There's no more quotable movie. This is when Chevy Chase wasn't the worst person in the world. Uh, right. Chevy Chase became Karen before it was fashionable. <laughs> you don't like this remake? I hate the idea. There's some movies that should not be remade. It's, say, like Blazing Saddles, if you could even remake that today. <laughs> you can't remake it today, but you don't remake Blazing Saddles. You don't remake Fletch. Fletch is a classic. I used to go home We at a, a night in the uh, from the bar. We, uh, my buddies, we'd all come back home. We, we'd either watch Fletch or Friday. It was Those were the two go-to movies. Right. So the idea that they're going to remake this, it's it, it, it makes me die a little bit inside, Tony. Ha- Ham is starring in it and producing it. I think it's great. I... Because I don't think Ham's going to screw it up. I have faith that he can make a good product. Okay, I, you 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 can you got me there where I don't think he's going to screw it up. But it's just one of those movies where I don't feel like they should be touching it. It's just like it, it's a classic. But I understand what you're saying, especially with Chevy Chase. You and I are both fans of the show Community. And oh, I love Community. Dan Harmon's Community. It's on Netflix. Worth the watch. Oh, and and Chevy Chase was brilliant in that show. There was an episode that got yanked recently, a, a Dungeons and Dragons episode. He he should have won an Emmy for that. It, it was it was fantastic, but he left the show, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that he was a jerk offset. Yeah. He simply can't figure out how to get along nicely with others. He just simply can't take the money and run, which is what I would do. Speaking of taking the money and run, there is a jeweler. In Michigan, who said, you know what? Things are slow. I got an idea. Closes up shop, takes the jewelry, buries it around Michigan, and now there's a treasure hunt going on. You can pay money to get the map, and you can go find treasure. He buried a million dollars worth of gold coins, diamonds, and other things all around Michigan's uh, from the Upper Peninsula to Metro Detroit. That's fun. Because nothing says, hey, stay at home and stay safe, <laughs> like treasure hunts. Well, this it's is a cannonball run of, of jewelry. This is an old school Pokemon Go, isn't it? Except, <laughs> except it's with jewelry and an actual map instead of walking around with your phone open. This is, this is fantastic. I, uh, road trip. Oh, <laughs> I, honestly, I, I would be in. Just the video series of that alone would be great. Uh, the, the cigar is the Las Calaveras by Crowned Heads. And it is glorious. We are drinking the Jack Daniels single barrel, barrel proof, 130.6 proof. And I'm telling you right now, if you can find it under that $65 price point, this is pretty wonderful. It's got a lot of good flavor going on here. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke.